Bum. Isaac and Johnny back in the building. We're back. Been a little while. Yeah, it's been like a month, nearly, since mm. we've posted properly. But we have been doing a lot of our own stuff. Yeah. So we've been focusing on setting up our remote remote recording, kind of our software and our hardware and getting all of that in place. And just familiarizing ourselves with that process and brainstorming ideas of how we can take this podcast and our content and the studio that we have and the equipment that we have and take it to the next level yeah i i didn't have a setup at mine which now are perfectly set up mm-hmm. i've tried it out tested and done my own things and done my own tiktoks and videos like that mm-hmm. also done a remote recording with um ben as well yeah that turned out good so that turned out all right that was a nice little practice for me to edit and yeah. do little bits with so i'm excited well we done one as well yeah and that worked out fine it was just uh was it your computer that yeah, turned my off computer froze. but th- that that's the thing with these remote podcasts is it doesn't really matter too much because you just it's if your computer shuts down you just pull it back up oh where do we start and then you just have to edit it so yeah it's not too bad that's the thing and this this is kind of the conversation around what we're talking is that the before i was kind of getting a bit wound up by the problems that we're running into, I was just like, fuck's sake, like, why can it not just run smooth, you know? You try and record something, the, the SD card's fried, or the audio didn't work, or the microphones weren't turned on. Or, yeah, we just didn't, yeah, we just didn't record it one bit. Or it wasn't recorded. <laughs> we did and that once, one, it was like a, ho- a whole hour, and it was a beautiful podcast. There's something keeps going on with your screen, it keeps blanking out. It's not going to do it now. <laughs> Yeah, we're literally running into problems as we speak. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I think it's fine. I think that might be just the cable that's kind of tugging. What do you mean? Like, it just black- blacked out and then come back on again. Yeah, that's what it's doing at the moment. Oh, okay, so that's fine. <laughs> running into problems <laughs> just as we were talking about that. <laughs> But this is the this is the thing though. This is all part of the it's all part of the situation. This is all part of the learning and this is this is this just the stuff that happens. Mm. It's it's just wrong to think that it's not gonna happen. Because it does happen. I don't think you can get to any level where you just don't run into problems. No. The more the more bespoke that the setup becomes, the more specific the problems become and the less support and guidance there is around it and then you're really in the territory of you need to just feel it out and trial it and see what works and what doesn't and this is just this is just the the reality of it and and uh yeah it before i was kind of seeing it as uh, a nuisance but now i'm kind of seeing it more like a challenge that once it's overcome then you know how to deal with it and you know, not letting it drive you mad because it, I've, you know, yeah, there's, you there's been so some mad way. problems that like, you're literally spending two hours trying to sort something out that you just expected to not have to deal with. And then you got to watch 10 different YouTube videos. Yeah, it's never that, one YouTube that video. don't really explain it or their problem is like a slightly nuanced difference. Mm. And, um, yeah, this kind of leads us into what we want to talk about experimenting because 
there is no one size fits all for your life or for for how to react to situations it's something that you have to you have to try things got to just jump in yeah so that you actually have the experience of what to do when things happen it's you know you're going to fuck up mm. things are going to happen that are unexpected and um i think i've been thinking about this that there's literally an infinite number of things that could happen the the possibilities of what could happen in the next second are infinite so don't expect it to be some way because you're going to get disappointed yeah. <laughs> and if it does that's just very very lucky well like what do you mean it's lucky if it does work the work well, if it works the, the way works, you want it to yeah, fuck yeah. me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hit the jackpot this is it but then what do you actually learn well, nothing. That's the thing. You, if everything goes your way, then you're never going to develop that that different understanding. That's why you almost have to just say, bring on all the things to go wrong. Because like, once they go wrong, then you know how to fix it the next time. So you don't have to worry about these problems in the future. Like That's the thing. The quality of our podcast in the beginning is changing and will get better and be- better and better. And it's better we come across the problems now when uh, on the hundredth episode when Gary V's on and we're like having problems. <laughs> you know exactly what to do. Yeah. And this is the thing. I think these problems don't go away. You just get better at dealing with them. And it's the same with everything, whether it's podcast or it's in work or it's with, um, you know, cooking, you run into problems. But, you know, you're going to run into problems in every area of everything you do at some point. I think the main thing is to, like, not panic and just understand, like, shit happens. And it's kind of easier said than done that I am, I'm in the, recently I've been, like, the last week I've been a lot calmer. But in the last few months, small things have started to really piss me off. Yeah, see, I don't really get... I think I've got all that on my system now, so that doesn't really affect me too much. Yeah, it does sometimes for me because I just find things frustrating, things mm. that are like, why am I doing this? <laughs> what? But this is the thing, I've thought about it and I've been a lot calmer this week, started meditating again and out of four days, out of five, five days, six days this week, I've meditated for four days of it. And I've generally just been a lot calmer in um, everything I've been doing. Like, not really listening to as much music or podcasts, just kind of being, not even in my own thoughts, just focused on what I'm doing at the time and not trying to think about this big to-do list of stuff to do, just focus on what I've got in front of me. That's what The Secret said to do when I read, I, I started trying to do it afterwards. But whenever I eat, like, for instance, I've always got to have something playing. That's the thing. I've stopped that. Completely. Yeah, yeah. In the secret, it says, like, when you're eating your food, don't have anything yeah. around. Just eat it and, like, proper try and taste everything that's going on in your mouth. Mm. And, like, just really, like, be grateful for your food when you're eating it. Mm. So. Yeah. Normally, it, we've got a video or a podcast or something playing when you're eating. I've always got, I've always got something on. I sit at my desk. 
with my PC in and put my headphones on and watch something. I stopped that mm. about two weeks ago. Just completely not allowed. <laughs> what do you think's been different? There's not as much noise in my head. And the, when I'm thinking about things, I'm thinking about them much more clearly. And it's made me feel calmer. The thing about feeling calmer is that you're not so agitated. When you're agitated, you know, when you lose things and you're agitated about it, it makes you more and more agitated. It's like it easily just spirals out of control. If you're calm about it, you think, oh, well, it's gone then, isn't it? <laughs> it's mm. like, fuck it. Yeah. But when it comes to dealing with normal things, I'm just more focused on it at the moment. I'm just there. And uh, my thoughts are just clearer. I have noticed a big change in you in the last couple of weeks, mm. especially where you've got this, um, your sleep sleep cycle back mm. on track because mm. you're up in the morning doing bits and then you might have a little nap in the evening or whatever mm -hmm. and then cracking on in the... And then it's kind of, we're kind of on the same wavelength because anything after, I don't know, five o'clock, it's kind of like, yeah. Tired now. Tired now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. This is this is where I've been experimenting. So I wanted to see if my idea that I had short bursts of productivity was actually true. So I wanted to write down, I basically kept a diary of this week of what time I woke up, what time I ate, when I would work, and what times I started feeling tired and didn't feel like working so that I can start to work at the times where I feel like it. Because if I don't feel like it, I just won't do it. Or I'll I'll put it off and postpone it. And it's not like these things are pressing issues that have to be dealt with right now. So it's not too much of a bad thing to say, I'll do that in the morning. Um, you know, there's not really a rush to do a lot of the, the tasks that I actually have to do. So what that's made me realize is that I do get bursts of productivity, but it's not once or twice a week like I thought it was. It's for some period every day, and it's normally in the morning after I've I've gone I've done a forty minute bike ride, and then eaten afterwards every morning after like as soon as I've woken up, and then I've had a shower and meditated, and then started work. And before it was like, wake up, scroll through TikTok for 35 minutes, look at any emails while I'm still in bed. And I've realized that eating makes me feel tired. As soon as I have my lunch, like I'd, I'd work for two hours, go to the gym, then have food. And then I'd fall asleep for three or four hours. Just there's no, there was no way I was staying awake. It's not possible. Yeah. I'm like that after eat as well. If you have like quite a like quite a big meal, then you're gone. But if I stick to something like yogurt with some mm. oats and stuff, it's fine. I can sort of crack on. That's the thing. I've been eating lighter meals as well. Mm. Yeah. Kind I of... don't. Sorry. No, go on. Oh, I I don't really feel that tired that much anymore at work. 
I think it's really because I have just been cutting down on working on my food schedule and eating like I just eat the same lunch every day at work. Mm. This thing about productivity is I thought before that the short bursts of productivity that were few and far between was better than some consistent concerted effort. But I've got more done this week and more progress, different ideas and thinking a lot clearly about how to piece things together by just doing a little bit of it every day. And this is going back to this 1% improvement idea or laying one brick instead of laying 20 bricks, feeling tired, not being able to work for four days because you're knackered and then coming back to it. If you just, it's like slow and steady wins the race. Mm. So I'm doing a few hours work in the morning and a few hours work in the evening. And overall, I'm probably doing like four times more work than I was when I was doing a lot of work in one go and then needing rest. For me, I have to, I have to do a run. So I have to say my normal day at work, I've got to go to work. I find now I was doing my runs in the morning, but now I like it more in the evening because I can do longer runs because I was only doing a 2K in the morning. But if I can do that in the evening, I can do the 5K and then I do anything that I need to do around the house. Like just one thing, I'll just pick one thing, like a bit of washing up and then I can crack on with everything else because otherwise I do nothing. So I have to do that run and then do something that I need to do and then I'm really motivated to do that thing at the end. And it's, mm. it's it excites me. Otherwise, I get in and I'm like, mm, scroll along on TikTok. And the, the, the thing about me, I've been off recently since Wednesday. And I've had stuff to do. So I've got on and done that stuff. But I haven't done anything else. I have done. I woke up and did a run this morning. That was the first time I run since Wednesday. Um, But when I've got a bit of time off, you like... When you get up every day, you're like, ah, oh, just stay in bed for a little bit because I, because I can. But then towards what usually happens, but towards now, like now, I'll be getting up and I'll be running, and then I'll get into like a routine again, and then it will, I'll have to go back to work. But that kind of gives me a little thing of what life would be like, be like when I don't have a job, or my job isn't what I do now. Yeah. So it's quite nice, but. Yeah, I. This little time makes me think. Yeah, okay, I can crack on, and I would crack on. Um. But yeah, for me, it's that run. It's that doing something that I need to do, and which is productive, and then doing something, and then I can do my work, with videos and all that <clears> bits. Yeah, it frees up that time for you to do that, mm. or it makes you feel motivated to do it. You're not Wait, tired and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the most important thing. It's about grouping the work that you're doing or ordering it in such a way that it allows you to get all of it done because if i if i eat straight after the gym i'm going to sleep like if i go midday and i've been awake since 5 a.m that's what i've been doing been the my monday to thursday is 5 a.m waking up going to sleep about half 10 11 cycle work blah, blah blah and then i'm going to the gym at like half 10 and then come back about 12 
eat and then I was literally sleeping till three or four o'clock and then I'd wake up and I didn't feel like doing anything else. I'd, I just didn't feel, I didn't feel the motivation in the afternoon because I just felt tired. And I also felt, um, not as energetic in the gym after doing all the days with the fasted cardio. So that's the kind of thing I've been noting down. And then I'm going to start split testing it. And I'll say, okay, this week I'm not, I'm going to try this part differently and then start changing elements of it over the next few months and then try and work out a system that works for the work that I need to get done and makes me feel energetic and rested and healthy and everything like that. Um, and then alongside those changes, it's been a serious cut in the bad food I've been eating. Um, it's basically been salmon and salad and oats and protein shakes and stuff. Like two days, like I had a chocolate bar today and like three days ago. But like from from having it every day and having shit food every day and just eating whenever I felt hungry and not having any kind of, no, I'm not doing that. There was, now that I've kind of got a reason to because I'm trying this out and I'm changing my sleep and stuff, I can feel the difference immediately of just not having sugar and it's the the weight that I've been losing. It's just it's just dropping off of me, mm. and this is it's helpful. So this is coming onto the sugar thing because mm -hmm. me and you both have been trying to cut out the sugar. This week's just been horrendous for me. I'm pretty much just not not even bothered. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like from Wednesday, it's just been shit. I just I went. Me, I picked my granddad up. We went out. I got some food and stuff, and then ended up having some sugar. Jumped with... on the shortbread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my uncle brought back some chocolate, and I was like, "All right, then I'll have a bit." And then you know, as soon as you have that one bit, you just can't stop, and it's just like tea, and every, everything's <laughs> just going down. And and then you end up feeling like shit, and you're like, "Oh fuck's sake!" Today I had a donut. I'm like, "What am I doing?" Like, <laughs> um, but this is the thing of what we've realized with sugar. It's like it's, it releases the same chemicals in your brain as it does like cocaine and alcohol and and heroin yeah so it's like hard drugs hard same as hard drugs so mm -hmm. and that made it click in my head because i've already been through addiction and addiction doesn't just stop straight away so mm -hmm. whatever you're trying whether it's sugar or whatever you have to allow those times to come back to it because mm -hmm. you you the the first thing for me is can i do a week you do the week and then can I do the second week? You try the second week. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But just sort of try get that. Is it increment, increment in mm -hmm. incrementally? Yeah. Um, and then slowly wean off and um and just when you when you go back, don't think oh that's annoying. Just think concentrate on that one week that you did do. When I do that, and it's I've I've done that with every single thing I've tried to stop caffeine as well is you do go back to it and in nearly every case where I've done it, it's made me realize why I wanted to stop doing it in 100%. the first place. Whether that's like eating weed brownies or caffeine or sugar or ketamine, whatever things that I've done in the past that I've said, right, I'm going to stop this now. And then it's been four months and I think, yeah, I could have a bit of cat gone then. And then you do it. 
And then you're like, fuck me. I've realized why I stopped doing this now because it makes me feel like this. This is how, this is how it makes me feel. And this is the thing about experimenting and sugar. Sugar is just one component in this. Um, it's, it's been helpful. I didn't even, I hadn't even thought about stopping sugar. And then you said, I'm going to try it. And I thought, yeah, I'll try it as well then. And it's just been interesting to see the differences. Um, and just, just feel what they did. What is the difference? You know, it's also interesting to see how much shit it's in. Oh, it's in everything. It's li- you it's literally can't find everything. anything without. <laughs> I'm there in the shop and I'm like, what can I eat? That's like a snack. I want something. And I ended up getting bagels and doing just peanut butter on it. Yeah. And then you told me don't eat bread. Because it's basically sugar. <laughs> yeah. Your body processes it in a similar processes it in a similar way, you said. Yeah. So it's like, right. What <laughs> <laughs> So I got I got these protein pancakes that don't have any sugar in. And then I but I haven't stopped eating fruit or honey. But I wouldn't say that sugar like it's in so many things you can't say oh, I don't crave sugar because the the one thing I've started to realize so I've I've been in quite a habit of just going out and going to cafes and going to restaurants and having lunch in different places and you know not I don't normally get coffees but I'd get like a decaf coffee or like a herbal tea have some food and like I've not been drinking milk that much and I had a decaf latte the other day. I felt sick as soon as that milk passed my lips. I was just <laughs> like, oh, I had like a little swig of it. And I was like, where I've stopped it, I'm sensitive to it now. Mm. Like bananas taste so sweet at the moment, even after a week of not not really having any sugar. And then... um. Yeah, just seeing how much it's in and being more conscious and more aware of it and, you know, being, you know, like when you've not had it and you're more attuned to it. Like if I had, if I had a two pints of beer now, yeah. Yeah. It'd be, be a rampage, off. bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on the floor, bro. It'd be a rampage yeah. if I'm still on my feet. Rampage. <laughs> <laughs> so as you stop these things you become more sensitive to it and this is where like music i go through these periods where i can't listen to music with words in it i start listening to like liquid drum and bass or classical or yeah it's normally like drum and bass um and like chill type beats and I'm in that stage at the moment. If I put any music on with words in it, I'm just like, fucking turn it off. And then instead of listening to a podcast, like being plugged in like six hours a day and listening to all sorts of podcasts, I'll do it when I'm not doing anything else. When I go for a bike ride, there's no headphones. Like I don't even really like taking my phone with me, but I just want to track the distances I'm doing so I can look at it in the week. And yeah, the... The other thing which, so I've been making these videos that I want to start putting on open-minded YouTube. And one of the things that I kind of, I come back to this same point in 
every everything that I talk about, whether I'm talking about dealing with people or I'm talking about um, money, is that to to get good at things or to to start succeeding or start seeing good results. There's no magic involved. There's no there's no magic trick in, for example, handling money. It's literally just like a straightforward process that if you just follow it and you stick to your plan and you stick to something and you you do a little bit every day you know it's it 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 will happen over time you know if your thing is to get healthy yeah you're going to have little slip ups and same with money you're going to have little slip ups but if you if you're mainly just consistently moving towards something you will you will arrive at that destination that you've set 100% there's no magic it's just like this podcast yeah, we had an idea and we just stuck to it and just kept adding and adding start just like that starting process as well. Just get started with it. Instead of calling in my calendar when I put these work blocks, I've called them building instead of working because I want to start to look at work as building and as building instead of working. Work, work, work in my in, head is like, sounds ooh. like be here at this time and do this and then like if you don't do this this won't you won't be paid and blah 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 like whereas building is like i'm adding and compounding and 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 creating something for the future yeah there's a, there's a destination it's like it's like putting something on you've got this end goal and that is just one of the things that you need to get to that end goal instead mm -hmm. of like, that is just one thing that you've got to do now. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I get that. That's been helpful for me. But again, all of these things, they just come back to how does it make you feel? Because that might not work for you. You might watch a YouTube video and it tells you how to live your life and you try it and it works. But we're all different. So... Trial it's probably error. not going to happen. Mm. Yeah, so this trial and error thing has to happen. You got to try the next YouTube video, or try your own. Try, or try watch five hundred videos. <laughs> try it with your own little swing on it. So, like, mm. uh, what we just said about our own lives of how you run your life is, uh, you have to do certain things, and then I have to do a run. This is what I found out works for me. So everyone's different and don't think that anything that we say or anyone else says is going to be perfect for your life. You've got to mm -hmm. make it for yourself with your own goal in mind. You've got, you've got to have that end goal and you've got to think what's my little 1% towards that end goal. Yeah. I think a, a big place to start with kind of getting what you actually want out of your life is to start being honest with yourself. And a big thing that I didn't understand for a while that kept me in a, in a, in a low place was thinking that I had some unique problems. The problems that we experience are experienced by everyone. And our problems are so nuanced that, yeah, they may be slightly specific to you, but, people generally go through the same emotions, you know, and it's about being honest with yourself about 
what is that being caused by? Am I doing that? Is my behavior making me feel like this? And in my case, with when I was in that place, it was, it was, it was literally my fault. But it was, it was not my fault because there was something wrong with me. It was through lack of understanding and guidance that it took longer just to come, come back around. So, yeah, you're, you're, the, the problems you experience, especially with, with money and living independently and being a young adult, everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. And, you know, some, some people are in this boat that's heading one place and I'm seeing that their behavior is taking them in this direction. And I want to literally go as quickly as I can in the opposite direction mm. because so many people, they are not happy. They're not actually, they're not actually doing anything with their lives except just like servicing their, their biological needs. You know, there's no other component to what they actually do. They just live to fucking spend money and feed themselves. Mm. It's just like, is that, you're just existing. So many people are just existing. I want to do something. And this is why I've been coming up with all these ideas in the last few days. Because so I was going for a bike ride the other morning. I stopped and I started writing down loads of notes. And I was like, I'm just going to fucking go for it. What's stopping me? Like, you're born, then you die. Like, make this middle part interesting. Yeah? Stop feeling shit about yourself or shit about the situation. Make it work. People have fixed worse situations than what you're dealing with now. And stop caring about what other people fucking think as well. Oh, man. <laughs> That is something I've struggled. I think everyone struggles with that. Yeah. But especially when you're putting content out, things like that, because you're really, that really does sort of stick in your mind. And that's something that I've had to deal with recently. Mm. But I'm I'm just over that now. I'm so like, I feel blessed. With in that the video now. that I'm about to post, that is my first section. Mm. It's just like, if you know me and you don't have something nice to say, or even if you don't know me, and even if you have got something to say that is nice, but it doesn't help you or me or anyone else, fuck off. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I'm not interested. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. And if you do feel like you're going to say something nasty, stop yourself and understand that that's you projecting your... your Insecurities. Um... Yeah. On the world. That isn't the way that things actually are. That's inside your head. And you want to force the world to be the way that you see it, but it's not like that. And th and that that um that thing of I think we seek validation. You know, people people kind of vocalize points, and then they they talk through things, and they just see whether people nod or or they don't, and that is a way to validate ideas, but. You know, that, that can become a, like a place of insecurity if you're constantly looking at how many likes you've got, how many views you've got. And that, I did that to some extent with Instagram, so I just deleted it off my phone. Now, now what have I even got to look at my phone for? Mm. Get a phone call, hello, put my phone down, and that's it. There's, 
there's no like I've found it way chasing. Be- I've found it way better now I've actually become a content creator because I'm I get motivated by things that I look at and then I'll be like, okay, I want to do something. And it's not always just watching. It's like, what can I do? How can I do it? And I don't, I've gotten, I've come completely come away from giving a shit about the likes. Like I don't give a shit. Obviously it feels nice when you get a big one and it hits, but when I get 10 likes, I don't, I just don't care. It doesn't bother me whatsoever. I just don't look at it. The thing which is the real good thing to receive is when something makes an impact on someone. Mm. Like I bumped into a random guy and he's like, oh, you're Isaac, you do, you do that podcast? I was like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, mate, I love it. He's like, I love the positivity. I love the message. I've listened to every episode. Yeah, see, that's sick. And that is, that's a better feeling than 100,000 likes. Mm. Yeah. What the fuck does the likes mean compared to one person who's spoken to you and said, I really enjoyed what you're doing. This has been helpful to see. It'd be nice if you didn't have a pint in his hand, though. Yeah. And I said, I said so why, why the fuck are you stood outside a pub? Come on, mate. I know you're watching. Give it up, son. If you listen to every episode. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Come on, brother. You got this. So this this is this is a good point to lead on from um lead on to sorry that communicate without feeling embarrassed. What we just said these I, these this shit you run into happens to everyone. Don't feel like you're that you failed by asking for help. You should ask for help. I used to do this all the time, and I've got quite a good story about it actually. Um, when I was 19 or something I went to London with my auntie and she was like oh come and work with me for a bit because she was giving me a bit of work here and there she, she would pay me like it was stupid but she I'd, I'd said it I had it all set up on my computer she'd, like, she'd ring me up and she'd be like John I'm out can you do something for me and I had, I was like yeah yeah I just had to sign up a client, client or whatever Um, and she'd run through it with me on the phone and then she'd pay me 50 quid for like 20 minutes work or something I was like Sam that's lovely Anyway, she was like, come to work with me in London. And I was like, all right, I'll come to work. Um, and then she's just like, just saying little orders for me to do. And I'm like, oh, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. I move a whole office of people. And it's like, I don't, she's like, ring that person. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, but I don't have a clue what to say. But I'm just sort of sat there like sweating my tits off. Like, <laughs> what the fuck do we even say? Like, I'm, This is like just too much for me. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. But if I would have just said like, what do you want me to say like can you just run me through what I want to say or how do I do this how do I do that and like just because I was in a room with like a few people it was like I had to feel embarrassed or something and it's just like if you don't know anything it just doesn't make any sense when you look at it from a third person perspective but don't don't be afraid to like ask someone can I do this can I do that because it saves you a whole load of embarrassment when you get it wrong and that's something that I've just done for so long now uh, which i'm coming i'm get, i've got way better and and it is it's been quite a while since i was like that but i'd always just even at school or anything i'd just be like ah oh, don't 
I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to try do it on myself. And it's just like, do you know how much time you can save? You just fucking ask. And that's what the person's there for anyway. Um, and even stuff like, I don't know why I didn't think to ask you, but stuff of editing, it's like, you've already tried it when, when I was learning to, to just start and I'd just be like, Oh, I don't know how to do it. But we were just on the phone and I was like, Oh, well, but there's no way you can do that. And you were like, well, yeah, there is. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> it's like, why didn't I just think to ask you, mm. Oh, do you know any way of doing that? And it's, but yeah, save yourself a lot of fucking time. There's no shame in asking. Mm. Where's the shame? That's like a figment of your imagination. Yeah. There's there's no shame. If I if I ran out of money and I had to ring someone up and say, "Can you lend me three hundred quid?" I would feel no shame. I would I would ring every single person until I got the three hundred quid. Yeah, there's no shame. I don't care if I'm asking. I always ask people for help. Always. This isn't. You don't have to do this thing alone. Other people are there and you can tap into their experiences and their knowledge and, and sometimes what they have. You can tap into it. You can learn something from everyone. Don't think there's anyone that you can't learn anything from. Always, You can always learn from people. Whether they've got experience or age or different perspective. All of those things, they, they contribute to changing your perspective. That's, that's the main thing is that everyone has a different perspective. But fucking hell asking for help i wish i knew how to do that when i needed it i wish i knew how to do that <laughs> i didn't know how to do it i'd never asked for help yeah i didn't even realize i could i remember the the day i realized i couldn't pay my rent on my first flat i was like right well that's it i'm moving out and then i i, I messaged the guy i said look um it's gone tits up it's all come on top i can't pay you I'm going to move out, blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay, I'm going to come around and see if any work needs done in the place, blah, blah, blah. So you can come around and have a look, mate. I can't afford it if there is anything that needs doing. And uh, I, I just, I literally emptied the place that, that weekend and went and stayed on my mate's floor <laughs> for two months. And then after those two months, I went and stayed with my dad. And my dad hadn't paid his rent for three months. <laughs> and I was like, right, so me and you... In like obviously he's like fifty fifty seven or something at, when I was eighteen, and then I'm there the day I realised I can't pay my rent I'm out of there and this would have been around similar time that me and him hadn't paid since he's chilling <laughs> <laughs> he's chilling he's just carrying on with his day to day life yeah. landlord being yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Hon honestly, honestly, mate. Yeah, no, no, it's sound. Whereas I, obviously, I was 18, I was young. I didn't really know that that was even, I didn't even think that that was an option. Didn't even cross my mind. Whereas now, where I get on with the landlord here, he's like, if you didn't pay your rent, I couldn't get you to leave for six months. Yeah, it'd have to go through court and shit, but I don't want to do that. It's long. It's a long-winded process and sometimes you don't win it. And he was like, I've, I've been through it with people and, 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 and lost cases for thousands of pounds in rent. So, And then lawyers on top. Yeah. And, and then, you know, so if I actually knew that process, then I would have said, yeah, mate, I can't pay you rent. I'm going to stay here for six months. Good luck getting rid of me. 
<laughs> Obviously, that's not really the way to approach it. Mm. You know, he might get angry and just come and fucking kick the door down. But, yeah. Or even just say, like, is there, is there any way you call... Oh, my God. I, I was so bad at, like, ringing up to, like, say that I couldn't pay for something. Yeah. Or, like, ringing up to see if there's anything for them to meet. I would just leave it and not answer any calls. <laughs> like... <laughs> like I, I, I owe I money on same. certain things, and it was just like they bring me, and I, I just had the worst anxiety whenever yeah, yeah. I saw just numbers plus four four yeah. or like no, um, no caller ID. The worst it's anxiety like, ever. Oh wait, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it would be like something that re you really needed to answer, and it's like, yeah. oh, we tried calling you about this or whatever, and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, it's because I'm not answering my phone at the moment. But it's just like, answer bloody phone. Like they these people, they just want their money and they want it they want to help you to get their money. So mm. they they're most likely gonna be nice and be like, look, we come is is there anything we can do to help you out or there's numbers for you to call to for them to sort out your finances or whatever. Mm. And it's just Answer your bloody phone as well. <laughs> I was scared to open letters for about two years. Anytime when those brown HMRC letters came through oh, the they're door, the worst. I would literally shit myself. I would be like, oh, not again. Every letter, because I knew every letter was a bill, because I buried my head with it for ages. And and dealing with it now, now I look at those letters and I'm like, right, what new scheme have you got that I can fucking work efficiently? Mm. Yeah, once Once you're up to date with them, it's it's a, it's a give and take. You don't need to you don't need to bury your head in the sand from HMRC because they just want to get paid what they're owed, and you know there is some asymmetric information where HMRC won't necessarily tell you about all the things that you that you are entitled to, and you need to get an accountant for it. But you know. They got a business to run at the end of the day. If you've got a business and you can pay for an accountant, then they'll help you. And when when I got an accountant to help me first time, I had no money and I owed HMRC three grand. A bit more than that. And it was for years of not filing self-assessment for my self-employment. And I spoke to an accountant and he walked me through the exact process of what I needed to do. Um he helped me file the late returns and he told me who I needed to speak to to appeal the charges. Did that. Took me about fucking a week. And then I got a letter back a couple of weeks later. Yeah, you don't know us nothing. The charges are written off. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I've literally been like so scared of these letters for ages. And it could have just spoke to up. one person for help. He sorted the whole thing for me. Didn't even ask me for any money because to him, it took him 20 minutes. He spoke to me on the phone. Then I met him in his office and that was it. And I had one more question on email. He sent me back what to do and that was it. And I, I honestly spent two, nearly three years worried about this, this debt. And I could see it piling up and I didn't know what to do. And it's like, fuck. He literally told me exactly what to do and it was done. <laughs> so. 
there are ways to there's, there's, there's ways there's ways to deal with things skillfully and if you if you panic and talk to the right people ask for help just come straight back onto that don't be afraid to ask for help because there's other people who know exactly how to get around these things mm. <laughs> mate it's it's fucked the 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 i don't know what i was playing at and why i i that 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 period i didn't know how to ask for help but now i see that it is essential and the the things that you run into just because you run out of money doesn't it shouldn't destroy your ego it shouldn't make you feel like oh my god i'm such a failure right it happens mm. it happens and it's all part of the process isn't it it just makes it even more sweeter in the future when you finally are up together and everything's like how that the thought of you being that age going through that and then how you feel right now secure and mm. everything gets paid and you're on top of everything when you can look back at it and think oh my god look how fucking far i've come mm. already and not to mention where you're going to be in the future yeah look how far you've come now in this short amount of time yeah such a massive sense of achievement which a lot of you can't really beat it and i was talking about this and one of my tiktoks is like you can't beat these feelings of being in the dumps and then getting out of it yeah like the feeling of euphoria that you get when you're sat there and you're in your bed and you're like i've really done it already like even even though i'm gonna be here in the future and i've got all these goals like i've really done it already i've smashed it and that feeling is just, I can't, I just can't beat it. No drug could ever touch it. <clears throat> that was a big thing for coming off of social media. I found myself like low key comparing myself. <clears throat> and the big problem that comes with comparing yourself to other people <clears throat> is that you're not comparing your whole life with their whole life a lot of times, and especially what I was doing. You look at someone and you think, they got a nice car, they got a nice missus, they got a big house, their business is smashing it. But then you think, would I actually want their life? And then if you know these people, you can often say, actually, no, I wouldn't want their life. I just want their car. I just want their business. And then I looked at that and I tried to unpack that a bit. And I thought, what did they do differently? You know, some people had support and they had a different level of momentum from when they were younger and they didn't have, you know, like I was just fucking <laughs> dosing for four years. Um, you know, they didn't do that. So they've got a different level of momentum. And, uh, you know, like we said at the beginning, what to, to get things done is not rocket science. They probably just stuck at it and, and done something over and over again, got better at it and started to enjoy the process and, and, and improved their process. So it's a waste of time to get jealous of people because their situation is different to yours. You know, if it's someone that you're jealous of and, um, you'll probably wouldn't actually want their life mm. you just want one or two aspects of it i find that it's making me laugh because the, the only real thing recently which i care about it's not like all the money and all the nice things it's like it's the women 
<laughs> it's like seeing a bloke with like a proper nice missus, and you think, oh, she just looks lovely. Like I'm, I want like a nice missus or whatever. And then when you actually deep it, it's like she's probably absolute ag. Do you know what I mean? Like nightmare. She, yeah, just an mm. absolute nightmare. Mm. She's probably asking for all this money and all these clothes and I want this, I want that. And she's probably like not never happy. I mean, I'm probably generalizing. So there's not all women yeah. who are like this. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But when you think about the possibilities of how that girl could be, it's like, okay, like maybe I, that's not for me right now. Uh, the, the, the main reason why I feel like that is not for me is intertwining myself with someone else's shit. I'm not about that. I don't want to know about it. <laughs> I don't want to be there and dealing with your shit. Like, I've just got on top of my shit. Yeah. <laughs> just about. I'm like, just about on top of my own thing. It's taking me fucking ages. Running like, the cliff edge and that. And I, I heard a thing about, this is a big generalization as well, but it was, a, it was, there was this guy talking in, you know, you know, these guys, they're talking in their car and they're giving that life advice on yeah. TikTok. And he's like, so guys, he's like these women that they keep tabs on you, keep tabs on you and they keep in check and they would like your pictures, but like they never do anything. They're waiting for you to level up. Literally, I they're saw that one as well. Yeah. I think you probably sent it yeah, to yeah. <laughs> They're waiting for you to level up and that's what they want you for. So when they come back around, don't be saying, Oh, you weren't fucking with me when when man was in the Honda. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> just use them exactly the same as what they. Those the exact same way, yeah. and I feel I feel like that, and I feel like that's how it is. Mm. That like, if that's just how it is, like, how are me and you going to change that? Yeah, that that's like a feature of reality and relationships and the male female bond. You know, I don't know. Is that how it is? If it is, like, what the fuck can we do to change that? Mm. Nothing. Obviously, everyone, these situations are nuanced and they're unique. That is a generalization. But you can generally see it happening. Yeah. I've seen it happening. It was one of the things that I said about when I made that conscious decision to, like, right, I'm turning my shit around now. And I, I made a little list of like, these are the people who are closest to me now. Anyone who comes in from this point, I'm going to be skeptical of them because I want to try and understand what, what, what they're looking for. And it happened with so many people. When you're, when you're going to parties and you're like that with the bag, yeah, and the drinks and, and, and everything and you're sharing and caring, Who's, how, everyone's around you bruv everyone's there and when you're not doing that who's ringing me none of the people that was chatting to me or girls that I was chatting to when I was doing all that speak to me now no one bruv mm. and everyone wants to be your mate when you're that guy everyone wants to be your mate and this is as unfortunate as that is it's true and that's my experience of it and when I went from being some fucking recluse to being this guy that was sharing everything at parties, I saw the difference in the people who wanted to be friends with me. And I look at them people and I just think, I'm not interested in you. I did that with you because I was broken. 
I was fucked up and that's what I thought was going to fix me. And that's what I thought was helping me. And I realized that you're just an even more of a drain on my life. Yeah. So. Hmm. It's important to understand these things and, and, and actually like clock these people around you as well. And, and choosing your react. choosing your circle is like the big, biggest thing as well. I've had to distance myself from so many people because my lifestyle was just drinking and drinking and drinking and and it would my life would re revolve around that. So I had to distance myself and talk, even just talking to people like who who do I talk to on a daily basis mm. and all, all the people I talk to are on the same kind of wavelength and everyone who isn't and is still on that same path as the, on the drinking path don't really bother with me that much and they, they'll message me sometimes and like oh we should do this we should do that but it's never like no one ever like says this is a date when we're linking up or whatever and yeah so changing that part of it of your lifestyle and who you have around you is massive you got to be quite strict with your circle. But once you start on your own path, I feel like your circle kind of chooses itself. Yeah, it does, but you can you can you can let the wrong people in. Mm. You can let the wrong people in and there's 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 one thing that when you start doing well, people get fucking jealous. It's a fact. It happens. It's unfortunate. It's sad. But it does happen and people do get jealous of other people and they'll, they'll do things just to spite you. Like I've been around, I've been around loads of people that are like, they, they work like minimum, minimum wage jobs and they, they might get a little bit of benefits on the side and stuff. And I know when these two people fell out because they've had all these conversations at work, one of them reported the other one for getting benefits and being paid in cash in hand and they've called up the benefits office and said this person's fucking this person's getting cash yeah, in hand yeah. and, and and they're claiming off you and then the next the next week after this this person wasn't working with them anymore they're now getting their benefits cancelled and it's like wow wow this is what people do doesn't affect your life at all whether or not it's right or not <laughs> like Keep your shit to yourself. My, <laughs> that's perfect. That's my, another thing. You got to keep it close to your chest. My uncle, he's always said to me, <laughs> there's there's so many different things that he's told me, which is always sticks to me. It's like, what's the hardest thing, but the easiest thing to do? Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> it's such a hard thing to do because sometimes this shit just blurts out, but it's so easy when you think about it. It's like, keep your fucking mouth shut <laughs> and like things will go well. You you won't tell thing, certain people things like choose what you say, think about what you're saying before you say it. Um, that's something that I've been working on recently. I try not to gossip too much anymore. With I don't mind gossiping in like a tight circle of people who are, I know I can trust, but outside of that, I don't really. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I keep keep out of that. Um, and yeah, let's see other one. Don't breed up a coot. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Don't breed breed up a slag. Breed up a slag. 
Oh, don't. Okay. <laughs> don't have babies with a, with a, with a bird. Yeah, I mean, that goes by the time, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Breed up a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him so much. He's so fucking funny. That's a good one. <laughs> There's a lot of these old school values that these guys that are like our dad's ages, they come out with things and you think, actually, yeah. I'm starting to see that. I'm You've said that so much about your dad recently. Like he's been right. He's about... always right. He's got such a good. Like we'll be sat there. <laughs> we'll be sat there. No, nothing's going on. He'd be like, "Those, <laughs> those two are undercover covers. <laughs> <laughs> We're just sat in a restaurant. I've turned around. I thought, yeah, actually, they do look like feds. And he's like, "Son, they're coppers." <laughs> 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 so if there's one thing I know, son, is crooks and coppers. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he knows. Fucking Cr gambling. All, all I know is crooks and coppers. <laughs> That's all he knows. <laughs> and he's been around that. Do you know what I mean? He, he grew up in fucking East London from like the late six, well, the 60s in East London. That was like, like where is where is there more crime? Where was there more like, like a tight knit community that always knew about that type of thing, mm. and the people that he's been around, and he's always he's always like we'd be there'd be nothing going on, and he'd look over his shoulder, and there'd be like a man and a woman. We we're, we're in Italy, we're in Rome, and he looks at this man and woman, and he's just like they're up to no good. He's like, what are you going on about? He's like, son, I promise me, I promise you, son, they're up to no good. And I was just like, why is that even relevant to yeah. your life? Like, why do you give a fuck? Like, what these two people yeah. walking past you are doing? He's like, no, nah, I'm just, I'm just making sure I know what's around me and that. <laughs> so, all right, but the things that he's told me, he, he he explained a lot about money and the way that this system actually operates and 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 what our part in it is and and all of that from a young age like and he talked to us about money and and he talked to us about banks and and things like that and authority and and this is why i've kind of always had the, the way that i see money and, and authority is that it's like there's money there's money to be made and the authority is like it's like you get done for what you get caught for. And that's it. If you can do something bad, don't get caught. And that's that's just I mean, that's his ethos. Um but he's he's taught me a lot about people and situations and 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 he's he's got a lot of experience in weird little predicaments <clears throat> and you know, when I've said things to him, he's like, he's like, I'm glad you turned out the way you did, son. Like, you've 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 understood the right things. Like, he's he's street smart, put it that way. He doesn't know how to book a flight or book a hotel or buy anything online or fill out a piece of paperwork, or whatever. But he's street smart. He understands people and and situations, and that's that's the difference. Is it? 
you can go you can go to a private school and that's the one thing that people in private schools lack is that there's no street smart and that's where yeah that's 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 one of the things where people people get different understandings throughout their life so yeah <clears throat> he's um he's 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 not been wrong about any of these like major things that he said to me and mm. these like fundamental things to understand he's not not been wrong yet so so my dad's very similar to be fair he's he's right about a lot of situations but he's just fucking so annoying with it because he'll just be like yeah i knew i was right about that <laughs> <laughs> see my dad doesn't do that but he's like he is wrong about a lot of things things that he tries to like where he's where he's so right about what he's right about like he's so right and it's like hard to to prove him wrong he's quite he then thinks that his circle of competence is wider than it actually is and he starts to try and think that he's right about other things and I'm like no yeah, that's exactly I think that's I think that's just an old timer like you're getting on dad like it's fucking I think that's a bit of narcissist tendencies <laughs> yeah yeah um because uh, my old man thinks, like, he, he starts to think, well, yeah, I've been saying that since the start, and I think that's right. And, and it's like, mate, you're just not, though, are you? Like, <laughs> some, like some such, certain situations, like, I don't know, certain conversations with COVID, yeah, I've said that from the beginning. I know, I've always known that was the right thing. I was what they were thinking, and it's like, mate, you don't really know, do you? Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> it's like, it's beyond what is your circle of confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My dad does the same thing, but the things that he is right about, they're they're right and they're like timeless, universal fundamentals. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of things that you when you when you when he says them to you, it's like you kind of know it in the back of your mind that that is right as well, mm. but you don't kind of you don't you, you just go and do your own thing anyway, and then you're like, mm. yeah, see, I did tell you that. <laughs> 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 How's that? I ain't got much else to say. <laughs> um, well, we talk, we're talking about the, the podcast, where we're going with it. Yeah, so we are looking at... Upgrading. Serious upgrades. We basically, at the moment, we have got a lot of equipment that is an asset, and 90% of the time, it's just sat here. We've got a good space. It's it's a tucked away space where where everything is, and a new new part of the flat has just become become free. So the idea that I've got is to put a photo studio into the second room, and then we've got a podcast studio and a photo slash video studio, and each part of it can be rented out and we can we can use the equipment anyway for our own content creation and in the downtime it can be used to rent out so it's additional source of income it covers some of the costs on the flat and you know we're all interested in doing content creation so it 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 gives us the best equipment that that, that we can start just cracking on with things with and 
I mean, we're halfway there. Yeah. Some, if anyone wanted to come in and, and do a podcast with no video or bring your own camera, then it's it's ready to go. Yeah. So we're ready in that aspect, but there's just more things that we want to make that next level up now. Mm. We've We've got this setup yeah. is beautiful and everything. But there is a lot of money still needs to be spent. Probably yeah. double what we've already spent, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But it's the more expensive parts of the cameras and and bits mm -hmm. like that. New chairs. We need still need to work out what chairs we want. Yeah. The thing is, is like we can we can piece it together as we go. It's not something which we need all at once. So we don't need to put too much pressure on what needs to be put in money wise um you know there's there's we're also going to be jumping into unknown territory territory yeah, as exactly. well exactly we, <laughs> like i did um photography at college and it's like always something that i've thought i really want to get into that so when you start talking about that it come my eyes kind of lit up because mm -hmm. it's like oh, that that is me that is a bit of me that's what i love so um, but neither of us really have much experience with it. Well, I mean, <laughs> I've had, I, 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 so <laughs> I've owned a, I've owned a Canon 600, 600D, I think. Yeah. And I would always use that, but then I had to sell it at some point for probably for drinking. Well, I, I got a Canon 80D <clears throat> and had it for about a year and a half, took about 25 pictures on it. <laughs> 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 and, uh, the reason was, well, I bought it to do video. And then found out that it doesn't record for longer than half an hour. That's a weird thing, actually. So we we actually tried recording with that camera. We tried recording with the GoPro. We found that the GoPro can actually record for longer because it's actually. But mm -hmm. the, there's something to do with the. Is it the tax or? It's a tax thing in Europe that the that it's a video camera, and it it would be a, a completely different price if it could record for longer than thirty minutes. Which is so strange. And they don't tell you that when you're buying it. No. You have to go and spend the thousand pound on the fucking <laughs> camera. To realise that it doesn't record to, for to, yeah, any longer. To be than fortunate enough to understand to find that out. And that, this is the kind of thing that we that I'm talking about in the trial and error. You know, I had to go and spend that money and buy that equipment and just find that out the hard way. How lucky is it that we found out you found out beforehand when you bought it for yourself than both of us buying two. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> buying, more expensive yeah. ones or whatever. Fucking hell. <laughs> but this is, this is where it all ties in. And this is where, <clears throat> even though it's going to become an investment, the money that we put into this, I don't care if I never see it because to have this and be able to do this is amazing. But now where we're taking on more space in the flat and there's there's a new four hundred pound bill to pay that there's not someone in that room, you know, that needs to be recouped from somewhere. And this is where the photography studio is a good thing. But then we may as well completely make this space dedicated to recording because it's better for us and we can rent it out and we can meet new people. And there's a whole there's a whole array of things of why i think it's a good idea and i'm i'm ready to just go for it mm. i'm ready to just fucking go for it and put in the time that it needs and understand it and start looking at it as a challenge to overcome rather than a problem you know because you're going to run into these problems 
you know, we might we might save this in a minute and the whole thing's just silent. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck it. Yeah. What have you lost? An hour? But it's not really yep. We me and you we sit down and have a conversation anyway. So it's like, all right, well, we just sat down and have con- <laughs> had a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing, it's this in terms of working with audio and content creation, what are you looking at? So more problems there. <laughs> yeah, just running into random problems. It's all right. But um that's only because we're trying we've never tried this. We haven't done this one on its own no. before, no. Trying a different recording software. Um yeah, got to just jump in the deep end and see what happens, I suppose. So yeah, we are gonna be doing more frequent recordings now, more remote podcasts. I think we got some clips of one we've recently done coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, details for the studio and and the updates and and the progress that we're making with that will be kind of on our we're working on our website and sharing stuff on tiktok so yeah that's it for now thanks for listening people thank you very much